ready to re-examine your assumptions and expand your inventory of ideas? More of Tavis Smiley coming your way right now. Let's keep it moving, uh, pushing through this second hour of our program today. Uh, I am pleased to welcome to this program now University of Hawaii Manoa Law Professor Troy Andrade to tell us more about uh, how the indigenous word aloha that we all know uh, and a reference to The Wire, HBO's iconic series that we all know, were both used in a recent state Supreme Court decision on gun control that has made uh, national headlines. A fascinating and interesting story, and I'm delighted to have Troy Andrade, Professor Andrade, on this program. How are you today, sir? I'm doing really well here in Hawaii. Nice sunny day out here in the islands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Make us all jealous. Make us all jealous. I, <laughs> I said to myself, maybe I should go to Hawaii to conduct this conversation rather than doing it on the phone. Uh, but that, that didn't work out. But I, I, I revel in the beauty that I can imagine, having been there a number of times, a number of islands. Uh, we all, of course, love Hawaii, and it's a delight to have you uh, on this program. I'm not sure I can work in Hawaii. Let me just start with that. I'm not sure if I lived in Hawaii, I could actually go to work every day. I mean, I'd, I'd want to be at the beach laying around. So how do you motivate yourself to, to, to actually go to work every day, Professor? You know, it's a struggle, but, um, <laughs> you know, things got to get done. You know, we're, we're not prone, you know, we're not uh, isolated from some of the challenges that the rest of the country is facing. And yeah. so it's, it's really um, heartening to be able to be given the opportunity to educate the next generation of lawyers and advocates to really get the good work done that needs to be done. No, but it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And you're right about the fact that, uh, uh, no matter what state you live in in this country, there are, are, are certain classes of people who wrestle and struggle with all kinds of issues, uh, and somebody's got me on the front line helping to fight that fight, so I'm glad that you were there. That said, I'm going to pass the mic to you because you can explain this much better than I can. I just found it fascinating. I saw, I saw this story starting to make national headlines about Aloha and The Wire. I'll let you uh, tell the story of, of what, uh, what we're talking about here, and, and I'll, then I'll interrogate once you lay the, lay the foundation. Yeah, so in, in Hawaii, there's... Um a lot of different unique laws. And so on the island of Maui, there was a, a criminal defendant who was charged with uh, carrying a, a firearm and ammunition. And um, in Hawaii, we have fairly strict uh, gun control laws and policies, and it's something that has been very much a part of Hawaii law even prior to the United States' involvement in Hawaii. So in, in the kingdom of Hawaii time, there are very strict uh, laws regarding weapons and gun control policies. Uh, and so that has carried along, and with the United States Supreme Court decisions in 2008 and the most recent Bruin decision in 2022, um, there was a challenge to uh, those laws here in Hawaii. And as you mentioned at the beginning of this month, our Hawaii Supreme Court uh, <laughs> made some waves um, by, you know, to some extent, distinguishing our Hawaii state constitutional provision um, sort of our, our right to bear arms provision, which is nearly identical to the federal Second Amendment, mm -hmm. but distinguishing it on very different grounds and saying that our courts interpret that rule, uh, that constitutional provision very, very differently than the current United States Supreme Court, and basically said in Hawaii, there's no individual guaranteed right to bear firearms. And in fact, <laughs> the court calls out the United States, our, our Hawaii Supreme Court calls out the United States Supreme Court for uh, misconstruing, misunderstanding, misreading, um, reinterpreting history in order to meet its ends of including sort of an individual right to bear arms in the Second Amendment. Now, in Hawaii, aside from our constitutional provision, we have a statute that's called the Aloha Spirit Law. 
mm-hmm. and everyone's heard that word thrown around. I mean, it's in all sorts of movies. Sure. Um, in in the law, it, it it identifies what aloha means, and at its heart, the law says aloha is the essence of relationships in which each person is important to every other person for collective existence. Mm-hmm. Right, particularly as an mm-hmm. island community where we're isolated. Right, we're cut off from the rest rest of the world. You got to get here by plane or boat. Mm-hmm. Um, living, existing in a peaceful way is really really important, and our statute which defines aloha, implores our government officials, particularly our uh, legislative leaders, our executive leaders, and all of our judges, to act in this notion of aloha, in acting in a way that um, ensures collective peace and harmony. And having people carrying around firearms in the public Mm -hmm. uh, to this court is not going to be consistent with that aloha spirit. Yep. So I, I get it now. Now here, here's where the interrogation begins. Um, how is it that the state of Hawaii, uh, never mind how it views and defines aloha, uh, never mind uh, the fact that they see the, the the Hawaii state supreme court sees uh, this Second Amendment issue differently than the U.S. Supreme Court. But what we are taught, um, you know, in, in our civics classes about the way the judiciary branch in this country works is that when the Supreme Court speaks, it is final. It is final. And that no state can do anything uh, that is in violation of what the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled. And the Supreme Court, uh, as currently assembled, uh, has advanced all kinds of uh, understandings uh, and, and decisions about the Second Amendment. And the Second Amendment allows you to carry uh in some states carry open carry carry and conceal everybody does it differently but you do in fact have that right so my question is how then is this, does the state of hawaii come and say well based on how we define aloha uh getting along if i can just you know just to paraphrase getting along and uh, and 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 in, in in a space where we are all on this island and we don't want people carrying guns so we just see it differently than the u.s supreme court and they just then then demand then rule that you don't have the right to walk around carrying a weapon how do you do that over and against the u.s supreme court is my question yeah that's a, a very good question um i'll respond in two parts first the aloha spirit is sort of a the opinion is about 50-plus pages, and the Aloha Spirit is two or three paragraphs in that entire page. So right. there is a rationale that the Hawaii Supreme Court runs through in terms of constitutional interpretation. What this comes down to, I think, to my second point, is it's a balance in this in this sort of republic we live in, right? This, this notion of federalism and the powers between the federal government and the state government. Mm-hmm. The, our court interpreted, our, our Hawaii Supreme Court interpreted the, the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling as, as providing an individual right to carry, but with some limitations. And so this is where our Supreme Court is sort of finding a way in to say there are limitations, those limitations rest with the state to figure it out. And as you mentioned, there are some states that do allow in their constitutions even, for people to carry and conceal guns in public. Mm-hmm. Um, Hawaii is, is not one of those places, and so the court here is saying that the U.S. Supreme Court has left some leeway. That leeway, our Hawaii Supreme Court is going to interpret our Hawaii laws as a, mm. sovereign, of, you know, as a sovereign state to say, 
This is how we interpret it. Whether the U.S. Supreme Court is going to pick up this case and say you can't do that, I'm not sure. Right. Uh, but our court, our court has been willing to say, at, at least here in Hawaii, right. If you're going to rely on things like originalism and looking at historical context of how these laws came into place, which is one aspect of how courts interpret right. the Constitution, right? Particularly nowadays at the U.S. Supreme Court. Sure, sure. Our court here does that same analysis, more focused on Hawaii. And yeah. Says, no, I, so if we're going to look at that analysis. It's really different here in Hawaii. No, I, I hear that argument. Uh, the question remains, though, and I want to probe it when we come forward. Uh, it seems to me that if the Hawaii State Supreme Court stands by what it has uh, you know, said publicly in its decision, obviously, why would they not stand by it? If they stand by that, I can't imagine that Hawaii doesn't become ground zero for the NRA. The NRA is about to move to Hawaii. Not a bad place to work, as I said earlier, if you can get to work every day with all the sunshine and all the beaches. Um, but um, I, my sense is that the NRA is about to make Hawaii uh, ground zero. Because what they don't want is any state interpreting uh, this the way that uh, the state Supreme Court in Hawaii has interpreted, that opens up a Pandora's box. You take my point, we'll talk about it more when we come forward with Professor uh, Troy Andrade, University of Hawaii, Manoa professor, uh, who's on Tavis Smiley right now. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley. Ranked number 45 on the heavy 100 list of the 100 most important radio talk show hosts in America. Who do you trust to get at the truth? Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley. That's who. The conversation continues right now. The short answer for me, Professor Andrade, is if I understand what you're saying to me, that the Hawaii State Supreme Court has um, interpreted um, uh, previous Supreme Court decisions about the Second Amendment uh, in a way that restricts their decision in Hawaii, restricts um, just uh, all out, you know, carry, carry and conceal, open carry. They put some. They put some. They they've tightened the noose on that, as it were. They put some restrictions on that. Uh, my sense is, if I'm interpreting what you're saying to me correctly, speaking of interpretation, uh, that Hawaii may be ground zero pretty quickly for the NRA because they're not going to allow that to stand and allow other states to start as they would see it retrenchment on the Second Amendment. Yeah. So. Um, just one caveat, I think the, the the Hawaii Supreme Court is looking at the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution and, to some extent, really being bold and calling out the U.S. Supreme Court sure. for its use, misuse of history. But what it's really doing is interpreting Hawaii's provision that is nearly identical and saying, under our laws, you can't do that. Now, that being said, is it going to make Hawaii a target? I think it will. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um and I'm not saying that that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I think it does put Hawaii on the map. And I think, to some extent, the court might be calling out the NRA and saying, bring it on to Hawaii. We, Hawaii is ready to take you on. Whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know. But I, I will tell you, it's rare to get a unanimous Hawaii Supreme Court opinion. Mm -hmm. um, and this is pretty bold language that the court is using, especially when it's citing things like the wire. Um, you know, it is... It is a bold statement, I think, by a state Supreme Court, and I imagine that there are going to be other Supreme state Supreme Courts who are going to use this time now with the current makeup of the United States Supreme Court to really lock down and figure out how rights can be protected under state laws, how um, some of that, the things that are happening on the federal side, there may be analogous provisions on the state side that can be used to to preserve some of the rights that mm -hmm. some might argue are being clawing back 
at the United States yeah. Supreme Court level. I guess the question is, when we come forward in our remaining moments with Professor uh, Troy Andrade, whether or not the state of Hawaii has found a way, my words, not his, to sort of claw back, uh, claw back some ground in this fight about guns in this country. Uh, the NRA has been just, uh, you know, just, just call it what it is, quite successful at advancing their arguments. But it sounds like the state of Hawaii has found a way to sort of claw some of that back. Uh, and other states, uh, as, as you mentioned a moment ago, may take their lead. If that, in fact, is the case, it's going to be on and popping, uh, no pun intended, uh, because the NRA is not going to stand for that. But maybe um, this decision will put the NRA on their heels uh, once and for all in this country. We'll talk about that part when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. Seeking the truth, truth. speaking the truth. the truth. This, this is the Tavis Smiley, Smiley Show. Smart talk for curious people just like you. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. 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 Tavis Smiley and uh, University of Hawaii Manoa Law Professor Troy Andrade, who I'm pleased to have on this program for just another three minutes here uh, uh, before we uh, get to the top of the hour uh, and shift gears and talk to Marsha Warfield, who is uh, back as Roz on uh, Night Court on television. Um, I, I offered my assessment a moment ago, Professor Andrade, about what I think this means, uh, that the Hawaii State Supreme Court has found a way to sort of claw back uh, some of these so-called gun rights. Um, I offer my sense of that, but what you're the law professor, not me. What do you make of what this decision will do for the conversation, for the fight, if you will, about gun laws in this country, about gun violence? Yeah, so I think at its heart, what it does is it does highlight the fact that a Supreme Court, a state Supreme Court, is willing to use the same tools that the U.S. Supreme Court has used to reinterpret a provision that is basically identical. I think it puts power back in the state courts. Um, you know, 50 years ago, I don't think that would have been a good idea in certain mm-hmm. jurisdictions, but that seems to be the, the momentum where the courts are, are heading in this legal system we have. I think there's a reason that Hawaii has always had one of the lowest rates of gun violence, and that is because of our unique legal tradition of regulating um, firearms and ammunitions in Hawaii. It doesn't mean they don't exist here. They are just regulated. And I think this is a clarion call. This decision is a call to other state courts to, to use their power as a sovereign to really ensure that whatever laws they pass are reflective of their community, right? And here in mm-hmm. Hawaii, we just don't have a very strong tradition of of having firearms. And that's something that our court has clearly put put a... a, a a pin on and trying to make sure that our, our United States Supreme Court, I think, hears that message. Yep. Well, they've heard it. Um, and uh, the Supreme Court aren't the only ones who heard it. I heard it. And that's why I invited you on the program. <laughs> and if the Supreme Court heard it and I heard it, I can assure you the NRA has heard it. Uh, and so uh, we will see. This is no laughing or joking matter, but we will see in the coming days uh, how the gun lobby, as it were, in Washington and beyond, responds to this uh, but my sense is that we are about to see a new wave of um, uh, of activity on the part of the NRA given what the uh, state Supreme Court in Hawaii has now uh, decided and ruled we thank for the moment University of Hawaii Manoa Law Professor Troy Andrade for his insights into this uh, Professor uh, Andrade good to have you on all the best to you sir Thank you. You take care. Aloha. Aloha to you. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Marsha Warfield is in the house. We'll talk to her for the hour in the next hour of Tavis Smiley.